0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plugged In with Diane Warren. Today, we're very excited to welcome our special guest, Evelyn Diebel of Cambrian College. Not only does she run an incredibly successful adult education program, but she's also an incredible advocate of blended learning between literacy and basic skills agencies. This podcast was produced by the team at Good Learning Anywhere, and our music is by bensound.com. We're your hosts, Diane Altinbleck and Warren Butler. Warren, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Di, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm great. There's been a lot going on recently um, and uh, it's kind of overwhelming, but overwhelming in a good way.
1: Oh yeah. We're getting pulled in a lot of different directions. It's close to our year end right now and a lot of report writing and a lot of uh, planning for the next six months to get us up and running here. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely very, very busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a d- time of year where we have to, you know. Make sure that we're checking our goals, making sure that our learners are on track, moving people on as, uh, as much as we can, if it's a benefit for them and then getting ready to carry them over into the next year. This is, uh, it is definitely a big time for us.
1: Oh yeah, no, definitely. For sure.
0: I hope you're finding some time for some self-care and stuff like that in between.
1: Well, it's, <laughs> we just got hit with COVID. So, uh, our household is isolated right now. So I
0: am so sorry to hear that. How are you feeling?
1: I'm fine my my youngest son got it, and uh so he is fourteen, and it hit him hard Saturday night, and then every day seems to be getting a little bit better, but yeah, I have no symptoms. my wife has no symptoms. my eldest son he's fine it's just uh yeah so i don't, I don't know what's going on, but uh yeah, we're doing okay, we're doing well, okay
0: hopefully that means those vaccinations work
1: yeah, something uh something definitely seems to be working so. It certainly it plays with your mind though that's one thing
0: oh yeah you know
1: well it plays with your mind because you don't know like what's gonna happen or how you're gonna react and you know a lot of people will say, oh it's just a cold you know it's it's no different. I'm like I don't know if you can treat it that way maybe afterwards and you're healthy and you feel fine maybe you can say that but it's uh, it definitely plays with your mind for sure.
0: Yeah, we've managed to avoid getting it so far, but uh, I know a lot of people who have gotten it. It's a really, really mixed bag with symptoms and severity. I know some people who are 100% asymptomatic, and I know some people who said that they've never been sicker in their life. And I've got some people who are like, yeah, it was a blip and it's gone and I feel fine. And then there's other people who are like, six months later, I still have X, Y, and Z problem. Yeah. that I never experienced before I actually came down with COVID. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of scary for me in that way because I have asthma and I don't know how I'm going to react to getting it. Um, yeah. and I think it's just kind of a matter of time at this point. So, yeah, uh, yeah well, I, I
1: went for a walk with the dog yesterday. Normally at lunch, we take a little walk, get some fresh air. And, uh, so I went for a walk and you know, my throat starts maybe feeling itchy, but then I'm not sure. I'm like, I don't know. Do I have a symptom here? So come back home, take a test. No, everything's fine. So <laughs> wow. it just plays with you. Right. So you're just sanitizer everywhere, just making sure. And uh, that's all you can do.
0: How are the kids doing with no hockey while they isolate?
1: Well, that's the tricky part too, because they're, uh, they're coming up, the, their, their playoffs and uh, yeah, they like, they like to be active. So locking them up in their rooms right now it doesn't help. Mm -hmm. It just adds, adds to the frustration, but uh, they're, they're keeping themselves busy. So, you know, we're trying to do things just to kind of get the time to go by. So.
0: Yeah. Maybe Owen can get another podcast recording in. I've been listening to his podcast and he is fantastic.
1: Yeah. That's the plan. So now he's got some time and then there's going to be March break and, and all that good stuff. So now he'll have a bit of time. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he started a podcast back in January and, uh, he's 14 years old. Um, he's inviting a few different people. So he's got, uh, um, he's got some plans to bring in some more guests for his podcast. So yeah, it should be exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, his, uh, like the first couple of episodes like his format is excellent his timing is excellent he's a great public speaker good interviewer was super impressed with his second guest I don't know how he got the goaltending coach for the Seattle Kraken but um I was a little bit jealous I was just like oh my gosh this kid's got a more high-powered podcast than we do
1: (laughs) he knows quite a few people and what's been interesting I think with his experience starting a podcast is as he's told a few people or he's invited someone they'll say well I can't do it but I know these three people that you could ask or I will ask on your behalf so it seems like once it gets out he's getting referrals from other people which are starting to make it a bit easier for him to kind of just generate a list and kind of plan ahead and he sent me something the other day there was a there's a company out there that matches um, podcast guests with him and, and whatever he wants to do. And, uh, somehow, um, as a host, he's supposed to get paid through this app. I don't know what it is. What it's all about. I got to take a closer look, but actually
0: um, it's called pod match and yeah. uh, they contacted us as well.
1: Okay. There <laughs> we go.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what they do is you subscribe to it and, um, as a subscriber you get to view different profiles and so forth and you sort of like build a list and um they uh they start recommending people to you and if you choose the guest uh a guest from their sort of membership they pay you i think uh It's like an average of like $19 per guest to have them onto the podcast. And it was uh, really, really interesting. And I'm not going to lie, Warren, I talked to the guy, I looked into it. And unfortunately, we couldn't find enough matches in our field. And we're not exactly wanting for guests either. We've got got great guests. Our guest today is amazing. And uh, I almost wish that we had actually hit the record button a little bit earlier because we were talking about a few things. Uh, while we were getting set up here. So um, I'm really, really excited to introduce her in just a minute here. But um, I want to say congratulations to Owen and I definitely want to recommend that if you're into hockey and you love all things goalie, you should definitely check out crease thoughts uh, views from the blue paint. Um, I highly recommend it They're 30 minute episodes, it's available on all major podcasting platforms. And uh, I think that um Like Owen's got to be the youngest podcaster that I've ever uh, found. And I think that he deserves the bump.
1: No, I appreciate that. Well, I know he'll appreciate that as well, but uh, no, it's very kind Mm -hmm. of you. And yeah, he's, uh, he's looking forward to it. He's got some, some good ideas and, you know, for him, it's, it's a bit of an outlet and, you know, maybe it's the same for a lot of people that are listening, you know, as we're going through this pandemic and, you know, things are locked down and, you know, he's one of these kids I always just call him like a rink rat he (laughs) any chance he could be on the ice or play hockey that's what he wants to do and whether it's at home or or wherever we are so he just loves it that much and and I think you know when everything was locked down it was just a different way for him to kind of keep his head in the game I, I guess and it was a you know a bit of an outlet forum. So it, it's worked out really well. And I'm sure for a lot of listeners, you know, that are searching podcasts, it's the same, right? We need something a little bit different <laughs> instead of staring at our computer screens and webinar after webinar. But you know, to take a 20-30 minute walk, you can listen to a podcast and yeah. You just use your time effectively, right? You can learn something in a in a very short amount of time. So it's, uh, it's been fun for him. We'll see where it goes. He's, I think he's quite brave for doing it. Um, you know, he's putting himself out there and, you know, I'm sure he'll get critiqued and, and whatnot, but he doesn't care. He's, he's still learning and having fun. So yeah, it's neat.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, It's interesting, too. And I think that what's great about having somebody so young um, enter into content creation and so forth is, I think that it's a good message for people. It's like, you know, if a 14 year old can find something that he's passionate about, and he can create content like this, then you can too. And I just also want to take this opportunity to say that if anybody out there is interested in making a podcast themselves, we can actually teach you how to do that at Good Learning Anywhere. We do have a Moodle course that's an introduction um, to everything that you need to get started with a podcast. And we even um, recommend some resources for you that are free of charge. So you don't have to put a ton of expense out there. You can do free podcast hosting through sites like anchor.fm, which is actually through who we host through. They're owned by Spotify. So you automatically get your podcast distributed on Spotify by using them. And they have been a really, really good great uh tool for us and uh you know there's open source editing software there's video editing software if you want to utilize youtube as well and uh so if you've got a message you want to get out there then contact us at good learning anywhere it's good you can check out our website and you can register for raising our voices and introduction to podcasting and it's a short course too like i've seen people put in a couple of hours in one afternoon get what they need out of it, and then move on. So I am really, really excited to see what some of the students who have accessed that course come up with. So if anybody who's taken that course already is listening and uh, you have started a podcast of your own, fire us an email, let us know that you're out there because we definitely want to listen and uh, and give you guys those bumps too. So I think that uh, this is probably a good time <laughs> To uh introduce our guest for today. What do you think, Warren?
1: Yeah, no, this is great. And uh, I think now's a, a great time to do that. Um, and, and before we jump into that, you know, just I'll just say one last thing. It is International Women's Day today. And yeah. uh, I just wanted to say, like, I'm honored to be here with you guys. I think we're doing some great things, we've got some great ideas, and I think we're really pushing ahead in the field and so it's just, it's awesome that we're we're here together and uh, we're going to chat. So thanks, guys. Yeah.
0: Happy International Women's Day. Um, so it, for our listeners, it's, this is coming a little bit late because we're actually taping on International Women's Day. But you're right. I do actually want to give a shout out to our staff, which is predominantly female. Uh, we've got some very smart, brilliant, talented, powerful women on our staff, and we've got Brilliant, talented, powerful women amongst our learners, and all of the other all of the other women out there of all walks of life and so forth. Happy International Women's Day to you as well, and Happy International Women's Day to you, Evelyn. Our guest today is Evelyn Diebel, and uh, she is coming to us from Cambrian College. Evelyn, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role.
2: Well, good morning, and uh, yes, Happy International Women's Day. I guess about 14 years ago, I was approached to start an adult literacy program, and I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, However, um, I did have some experience teaching from JK to grade 10. uh, And so, but I've always taught for Cambrian, uh, just doing some continuing ed courses in the evenings, Um, you know, doing the uh, conversational French or customer service, or actually even um, some other courses. With gerontology, which is my undergrad, Um, so it all kind of came together. And I said, "Really, I don't know much about that." However, um, here we are, 14 years later, and uh, I have been there right from the start. So I have been privileged to meeting so many unique people, individuals that you know really felt that they their voices weren't really heard, or they didn't have an opportunity to learn. So by giving giving the community and the surrounding communities this adult literacy program under one umbrella of Cambrian College. And then there's the uh, Employment Ontario offices right in the same building. So people were really interested in knowing what was going on in that classroom. And there was also academic upgrading that was going on there as well. So I, I have been there um, through the challenges and the uh, a firm believer of lifelong learning myself so you know uh, here we are I have a beautiful class and unfortunately well fortunately and unfortunately I I don't think the pandemic has stopped us any Um, you know my students are still motivated so um, anyway we uh, we're just trying to to learn something new in a different environment
0: yeah, we've actually encountered quite a few of your students as well. And um, we actually had one on the podcast back in December. It was November yes. or December. I'm not exactly sure. You were actually there for that, um, You, albeit behind the scenes. and We didn't get to hear from you. But uh, tell us a little bit about that experience.
2: Well, Carmel, she has been uh, she has also been such an inspiration to me. She um, She came to me initially, and she's written many, many uh, creative stories, um, and she's just never had an opportunity to learn, nor has she ever had an opportunity to finish, um, you know, to get to graduate from grade 12. So she when she initially came to me, she says, I'm only coming one day a week. You know, she met me and I, I said, no, 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 you need to, you know, you need to consider three days a week, which is what the program offers. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday and a Thursday. Uh, learning day. And she said, No, no, I'm just going to come one day a week. So I said, All right, fine, you know, just come. And uh, that was about 12 years ago. uh, And she has not stopped coming. She has learned so much. She has since graduated she was 67 years old when she graduated um, with her ACE certificate, which we are so very proud of because it was a combination effort of very much a partnership within within the community and uh, within the the uh, literacy and basic skills upgrading class. And then so after she completed that, she said, well, I just want to come back and I want to write. And I said, okay, well, we can, we can do that. So I've, of course, since... Uh, uh, not groomed her, but just uh, guided her uh, to write and to continuously write and to motivate her uh, to write about many different things. So uh, when she started taking courses with Good Learning Anywhere, I, I guess the, the creative writing class really struck a chord with, uh, with NIDA. And, uh, and so here she was being invited to be part of the 10th anniversary creative writing beautiful booklet uh, that I look at, you know, almost weekly uh, just to get inspir- inspired and uh, and to, to be able to uh, navigate some of my students to take the creative writing class because you'll never know, right? Here she is 71 years old and she was invited on a podcast and she said to me, what's a podcast? I have no <laughs> idea what this is. So I said, I will be there to guide you. I will never ever lead you astray. So we, we managed to, first time that we'd seen each other in two years, managed to slot some time into the actual classroom. Uh, it was just the two of us And of course, uh, we went on the zoom, which she was very comfortable doing from home. And, uh, so then I was sort of just on the sidelines sneaking about and, uh, uh, kind of put it, uh, you know, a hand behind behind her on her shoulder and uh, and guided her. But she she did tremendously well. She she had written her stories, of course, previous and and was now our you know sort of shining superstar in the classroom, which I love to brag about because it makes my other students work so hard. And they're like, oh, I want to be on a podcast too. I want to go in that creative writing. So she is a true mentor to rest of the class uh she's just a beautiful beautiful person she's not only a grandmother she's a community person she's she's just our carmel you know she's she's just always so vibrant and she's a singer and she sings on the top of her lungs and you know she's just creative and beautiful and anyway we can't get enough of carmel (laughs)
0: Yeah, she was a very, very vivid storyteller. And we were really, really grateful to have her on and grateful to you for uh, guiding her along that way and supporting her as, uh, you know, she bravely stepped into something that was completely unknown to her. Um, So, you know, if anybody is listening and didn't hear our creative writing uh, episode, I really recommend that you go back and you listen, listen to it if you want to hear a little bit more from Carmel. And uh, you can also go to issue.com, it's issu and look for Good Learning Anywhere's 10th anniversary book, because you can see uh, the writing of Carmel as, as well as other people who had uh, been selected to contribute to our 10th anniversary book. Um, so now you mentioned that Carmel was a Good Learning Anywhere learner, as well as a Cambrian learner. So that's actually a result of something that we call blended learning. And we rely on a lot of organizations and a lot of on-the-ground practitioners such as yourself. Um, maybe you could comment on your experience with that and uh, why it's so important. Well, you know, sometimes we, I feel
2: like my program sometimes stands alone, right? We're, you know, we're sort of in the middle of um you know, just uh, learning, however, it's a different style of learning. So I need help. I need partners. I want the community to be involved. I want my students to be um, sort of open to learning from anyone and everyone. Because I think the hardest part about, uh, you know, trying to, to be a lifelong learner is to stick with the same teacher. Right. And, and I know this from experience because I, I truly am a lifelong learner and I managed to get, um, you know, my undergrad as well as my um, teaching certificate uh, and, and a master's in adult education all through uh, either virtual or uh, way back when was correspondence learning, right? So you had to write on the blue sheets and send them into your prof. And then two, you know, two weeks later, you'd be lucky to get a big padded envelope back. And um, anyhow, so I learned from many, many different teachers. And, and I've, I've always sort of prescribed to that way of thinking. Because I, I'm telling you one thing, I'm prescribing something I'm teaching you one way, but there are many different ways. So I've always involved community partnership, and so the blended learning for me and uh, Good Learning Anywhere was just a perfect fit. Um, you know, we have together, all together, all, we, all on the in the same classroom. When when we were live in the classroom, would take live classes, but everyone would be on the computer at the same time. It wouldn't just be my, you know, my computer was up on the on the uh, on the on the whiteboard it would be everyone had to you know type in the chat everyone had to say what they had to say so so that it got them really comfortable with that way of learning so I'm, i was really pleased that um you know at this point they have that experience and they're not as nervous you know going into an independent study course or a short course that you offer or even even a live class you know we often we often just um say look at let's take this class together but we're all doing it individually so so um and even you know we we were the testers of of a couple of courses which i really pride myself on it because after they got comfortable with it i said you know this is our opportunity to have um a say as to what they're teaching so this was a total role reversal and so we did the real world skills and so we were the testers of this class and we had to to analyze it and make comments and say well that doesn't work that you know that doesn't really happen in the real world because they know right they have that experience so to me it was just a terrific community partnership and you know, the blended learning, I think a lot of people are, are afraid of saying, well, I'm not going to share my students with you, you know, because we're all vying for um, you know, uh, just to be able to 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 continue what we do. But I was never ever fearful of that. I often thought that, that was that was the way it should be, the the you know, the partnership. I've actually written a couple of academic articles uh, with respect to partnerships and community because we can't do it alone. We can't, um, you know, our communities are our communities, but there's there's a, there's a world of knowledge out there, right? And there's uh, there's so many ways to learn. And so to me, the Good Learning Anywhere courses that were offered, it just it was completely a you know a perfect perfect fit.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you about that, and it kind of um, doesn't really make sense to me for literacy organizations to be sort of like gatekeeping or assuming that they're in competition with other literacy organizations because, you know, funding is a really, really challenging thing. We can't do every single thing that we set out to do, or at least we can't do it immediately, and we should be lifting each other up. There's a great deal of benefit to literacy organizations working together. And maybe we could actually spend a little bit of time talking about what some of those benefits are right now.
2: Okay, well, the benefits are ab- absolute networking, right? You know, meeting new people, um, you know, and I have to give a shout out to some of the mentors uh, that my students have had over the years. However, um, I think with Good Learning Anywhere, um, they have realized that, you know, my students, are, they need a little extra extra care, extra comfort, extra uh, touch, you know, humanistic touch, that kind of thing. So Robin has been just absolutely patient and kind and generous with her time, and uh, you know, and she knows me and she knows my students. And we invite her in uh, often on the Zoom just to say hello and just have a friendly, you know, friendly chit chat and tell us about her bird sightings and you know some some of her general interests and uh, and maybe even just a this sort of a plug in for a. few, few courses that um, are being offered or some new courses that are being offered and through this I mean how great is this where I I say to the students you don't have to do it if you know if within our classroom you can actually do it on a Monday or a Friday or whenever that course is offered you know you are able to do this you can do this on your own now so you know prime example like they have the picture this uh, you know that's a fantastic class to take and students have to do it out on their own and they have to have a camera and they go out in the community and take wonderful photos and analyze them and and so it just builds their confidence and just say you know I could do this and so it's kind of like a hand-holding but it's also just sort of a gentle you know road independence right which is really what I want for my students. I want them to be independent learners. I want them to be able to not necessarily not come to the adult literacy class, but to learn from others and to be very confident in their learning and what it is that they want to learn. You know, that to me is the key. So what is it that you want to do? And they go, well, what do you mean? You're the teacher. Well, no, I work for you. You know, we're working together. So what are are your general interests? Let's sort of, uh, you know, just sort of come together and uh, we'll learn all together.
1: I think it's, it's, it's huge. I think a lot of the programs are taking that learner centered approach, but giving the learners those opportunities to have a voice in terms of what it is that they want to learn is, is huge. It's, you know, it's hard enough for people to walk through those doors at Cambrian. That's a huge step. And then if they can open up a little bit and kind of tell you, well, this is what I want to learn, perfect. No? And as the relationships build, now you can understand a little bit more how they like to learn, and uh, it, it's it's a pretty neat process of you know just seeing how the learning evolves and and how the students are developing as as people. So it's uh, it's pretty neat.
2: For sure. And we can't take ourselves out of that equation, you know, as a, and, and I, I, I hate, I hesitate to say learning practitioner, but I, I, I kind of am like my entire master's, um, Thing was all about um, it was all about learning, but in a in a different way and uh, learning about yourself. You know, I had I had to do I I I chose to do an autoethnography of my culture and and the way I learned because my first language is French. So it's like, oh wait a minute, you know, I think so differently than others. uh, You know, in that sense because I I I just didn't speak English and you know for a very long time, and then had no choice but to learn in English and then and then at university level had an opportunity to learn French as well on the same you know t- took French courses uh you know simultaneously so that was really cool but then I think they see me you know sort of modeling it too because I would say hey I don't know if anybody else is interested but I'm taking the uh, uh for beginners you know course because I want to learn a little bit more about that and they're like oh so you're taking courses too you know <laughs> so to me that's just opens up the comfort level, opens up the idea that, you know, we can learn almost anywhere and, uh, and, and we can learn from a lot of different people and it's free, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's sort of the added little bonus, but I think honestly that, you know, I mean, just, just from where um, the majority of my students come from with the socioeconomic background that they have, you know, they, they're not. They think that the education is a stumbling block because they can't afford to pay for it. But so to me, you know, the GLA... It's just, again, just a necessity. It's, it's a way of life. It's a way of, you know, learning something different and, and being, being part of a bigger picture than your community, you know, and yet taking the information and, and using it to your advantage within, within the community. Um, you know, prime example, the, the volunteering, you know, how to volunteer in your community. Well, I've been trying to teach that for a long time. So So the beauty of taking a course like that just reassures them that I'm not just making this stuff up right it's like this is how you know we become volunteers within our community um, so when when they take courses and it's like oh our teacher told us that you know not that they didn't believe me but they just like it's sort of a reaffirmation you know of, of information and kind of like because it's opened up their world really has it's like don't take it from me you know I mean I used to have this thing you know a couple of years into teaching I go oh, thank you so much for teaching me today and they go wait a minute you're the teacher what are you talking about I said oh I learned way more than I taught you today <laughs> we learned way more from you each and every one of you and and that's the beauty about you know the the adult literacy program it just um, it just grounds us and it allows us to just be partners to just within that, you know, that whole guided, um, you know, pathway of of education, you know, so it takes away that scariness of like, well, I can't do that. You know, sure you can. We're all in this together, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) That is really, really beautiful to think about. And there's like, just like so many benefits and not just Not just to the learners for being able to sort of expand their horizons and to access more and not just for us being able to um, experience and learn for our learners, which you're right, we absolutely do too. But I think that one of the benefits around networking between organizations too is that we... Inherently reach more people. So, I was saying before that, like, I don't understand the mindset that we're all in competition with each other because I've actually found that by working with other organizations, we've expanded the people that we've reached. We've um, been able to hear more voices and more concerns and thoughtfully expand our programming because of partnership. You know, we've been able to address the concerns. Of other people, uh, other organizations that have gaps in their programming, and so forth, because we network, because we talk with each other, um, and so forth. So it's been tremendously advantageous for Good Learning, anywhere from even where I'm sitting as just a mentor and instructor that you know takes on an occasional other you know development project or something like that and helps out. Like I'm not in a position where I'm dealing with the government or the bureaucracy or anything like that. But I can still absolutely see the benefits of working together, uh, working with multiple communities, working with multiple organizations, getting to know practitioners on a different level and so forth. But with that also comes challenges. So what are some of the challenges that you've come across with blended learning, if any?
2: Well, this is, this is qu- quite interesting because um, I think the idea of that I had the opportunity and in, like an initially to, to introduce them to, um, on, you know, online learning. Um, I, first of all, I want to say the GLA was way ahead of their time, right? I mean, they had this, you know, <laughs> the pandemic, no pandemic, it's still the same, right? <laughs> and yet it's such a compliment, uh, you know, and, and a complimentary way of, um, of uh, continuing learning right? Um, in terms of offering services, it's been the same. So, my students were comfortable with that. So, it was an easy sort of flow uh, to get there. However, the challenge was this. Well, you used to help me and guide me and, you know, um, assist me in trying to get on, you know, uh, just being able to to do the, the, you know, read the email, click the link, type in my name, get me going, get, you know, I, I don't know if I can do that. But I mean, we might we might even want to back up a little bit more where initially my students weren't even comfortable, all that comfortable with computers and you know, because I take them out maybe once a week when we were in class In class because there was so much so many other things to learn, you know, with adult literacy, it's low low level literacy. So it's like pen paper, let's go, you know, we're going to learn and going to do do certain things in a different way. They hadn't done that in a long time. So throwing in a computer was an added bonus, it was like a kind of an another link. Um, So the challenge was them being actually comfortable being alone with a computer and having to navigate through that. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna try and do this. (laughs) For some of my community living learners, I had the blessings of of their workers actually go into their apartments or actually invite them into community living space, board, board space, like, you know, like a boardroom space and assist them and almost be like their educational assistant, which, oh my, another partnership, right? I mean, amazing. Couldn't do it without them. Couldn't do it. They, you know, delivering the program. So they would assist them and help them with that. Then the pandemic hit really hard a year ago where no one was really allowed to go into. So what, what were the challenges there? Well, (laughs) Some people were alone, left alone in their in their um, apartments and spaces, and that was just not no, not easy to to somehow even think of. Like I broke my heart every day, um, but we managed to just via the phone via you know continuously saying okay you got this because you've done this before you know we will get this and sure enough having those little victories of like oh my gosh i'm on i can see you i can you know i can see you through zoom so then after that i was able to sort of share my screen and say okay this is step by step how you get to that course you know so so the challenges were technical they were challenging and then you know then there are other challenges well, I can't afford to pay for my internet. Well, my boss, Sue Ferguson, who is, you know, amazing, has always, always given me such creative flow. And, you know, and, and so she's like, well, you know, there are monies for that, you know, the funding is there, we could probably give some internet support, you know, if that's what necessary. So I'll let you sort of, you know, um, just make a professional judgment and say, you know, who needs uh, internet supports, that kind of thing. So that was another challenge. Now that's up and running, you know, they're they're So they they don't have those worries and those extra added stresses on top of being alone. You know, they have, they've been given a computer so that they could let, you know, loan uh, the computer uh, was lent to them through Cambrian and then you know and then I I was there as a you know as a tool to be able to get them to go so you know some of those challenges were were just getting over the humps just to be able to learn um however I continuously you know celebrate the little things and uh always say hey you 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 can do this and 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 imagine now that we have all of those beautiful technology skills, what are we going to do next once we get back to that classroom? You know, so so when you were saying, you know, hey, uh, raising raising our voices at the podcast, I'm like, uh, my mind is going crazy because I'm thinking I every one of us are going to be on it. We're going to do a podcast once we get back to that classroom because we are going I'm that is going to be their ultimate challenge, you know, so I'm just going to raise the bar continuously raise the bar why because it's important why because it makes them feel so empowered and it makes them feel you know grateful for learning like it's just it's just an obvious you know so challenges are meant to to be challenged and uh, I, can't, I continuously say that I, I would never ask you to do anything if I didn't think you could do it I would never set you up for failure I'm always wanting you to just push so challenges to me yeah we've we, we've had a few however we've gotten through them and we're going to continue to go through them and you know the last staff meeting everyone said oh Evelyn students never miss you know <laughs> they're always there <laughs> they're so motivated <laughs> and I'm like I don't know. And then I had a, new, a brand new colleague goes, what do you do? What do you do that's so different than I? You know. And I say, well, I have the beautiful, amazing opportunity to put my feet on the ground every single morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and work for my students. And, and I'm not going to waste their time. And it's going to be it's going to be meaningful and worthwhile because lifelong learning should be that way. You know, It really should. I had a fifty-year-old, you know. Initially, when I when we first started the the class, where were you when I was growing up? I said, <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of the same age as you, so <laughs> probably doing the same. Just no, you don't get it. Like it's just this is just different learning. It's just a different way. It's just you know. So for someone to say that, it just makes me want to work harder and want to say, look, it. We've all faced different kinds of challenges in our lives, and. Uh, and they are no different than, you know, than the challenges we're all facing right now. However, we are going to get through it. And I think they trust me and they know that, again, I would not give them a challenge unless I know that they were going to rise to the occasion and be a better person for it, you know?
0: It's generally sort of a source of excitement. So when the instructors of Good Learning Anywhere start teaching live courses, Um, If they find out that it's something that piqued your interest and you start recommending it to your learners and we get a lot of Evelyn learners, (laughs) um, we tend to get really, really excited because we know that we're pretty much guaranteed that we're going to have a full class and that we're going to have a pretty engaged one. So um, amongst the instructors and so forth, it's like, oh, my gosh, I got a bunch of Evelyn learners. This is oh, going to be a really too good fun. Class. That's great. I've, I haven't heard that yet. So that's that's
2: fantastic. Thank you for saying that. Well, they are. They're super engaged and motivated. And, you know, even the new colleague that I had, just he just basically um, is teaching adult um, upgrading and he just just recently, um was hired and so I invited him to meet my class I said you know we generally were down the hall but you'll never get an opportunity to meet them in the next little bit so why don't you just come on the zoom and and meet my students so he said in the meeting I I want your job and I said sorry (laughs) (laughs) I love my job and I'm not giving up my job ever because it's just my students are tremendous they're part of a family they're part of a bigger picture they you know, I, I I engage them to um, you know just think think outside their realm, think outside their you know their that st- because I think often they were stifled and they were scared of learning and scared to put themselves out there and and so now I don't I don't think they're scared anymore. I really I'm super excited to see what's gonna come become of you know the next chapter in their lives because they. Uh, they're all you know there's some that are ready they're ready to go and others don't want to go they just want to stay and they want to you know and they want to learn extra things and and do extra independent studies and and so to me again you know uh going full circle with the like I can't I can't do it all right and so uh the opportunity to share um share the blended learning with another Um, You know, organization and another part of community is is key. I think it's key. I think that's part of my success. I think it's part of my students success. They, you know, when they say when you said the the instructors and they've gone through all of the instructors, right? <laughs> you know, in terms of all the courses that we've taken, like every day's earth day. Well, the well they're like, what's that all about? Well, let's take that course and find out, you know, you you never know. And so they're always eager and always willing to go, you know, to 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 whatever, however I guide them. Uh, you know, and and often they'll do things on their own. They'll say, Hey, you know what? I just signed up for uh for, um, getting a health, uh, you know, getting a jump on healthy living, or I'm, I just thought, I just thought maybe mindful mindfulness matters, you know, was really important to take. Yes, it is. So, and then I have them actually report and say, Hey, what did you learn in that course? So it, they're kind of like mentoring to their peers as well, which is such a beautiful thing as well. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Peer mentoring is something that's really kind of rare. Um, because, a lot, like, even though we still do get a lot of people that are referrals from other agencies and uh, and in-person learning centers and so forth, we still have a lot of learners that kind of find our uh, us on their own or they get it recommended and then they go on the internet and they find us and so forth. So uh, they don't have that opportunity for peer mentoring because they're not in a location, um, in this kind of blended context with each other. So that is really, really special. That's a really, really beautiful thing. Uh, We see it come out every once in a while in the live classes, though, is, uh, you know, somebody who's either a little bit more experienced or a little bit more brave. You'll see them going in the text chat, you know, giving... Um, words of encouragement and lots of recommendations for, oh my gosh, well, if you think that what this instructor just said is really, really cool, you should read this or you should look at this other class and so forth too. So we see a little bit of it and it's just such an amazing and beautiful thing when it happens. And I am sort of envious of you that you actually get to see that in real time and probably a lot more often than we do. And I'm really, really happy to hear that that is something that happens.
1: It's it's uh, kind of neat, eh, Diane? Like uh, when we talk about community, community doesn't just have to be your local place where you live. It can, you know, it can be online. There is an online community, um, especially things that we do online. Um, there's people logging in from all over the province, large centers, small centers, um, but it's just kind of neat to see how that community can build, especially when there's trust and there's confidence and a bit of self-esteem. You really see people, um, you know, take advantage of their learning opportunities. So it's, we're very fortunate, I think, Diane, to have programs like Evelyn's that that will come in and they're, you know, willing to try something new and, um, you know, maybe a little nervous and anxious at times, but at least open, to trying which i think is a huge step i think that's uh, i think that's so important
0: yeah i 100% agree that's amazing and just like on the note of what you're saying about like building an online community we do see quite a bit of that so we have learners that are from all over ontario and every once in a while they get an opportunity to sort of run into each other in a session and i remember our most recent sharing circle where we had our paint lesson with angela benedict early on when we were just getting logged in and people were coming in and getting set up, there were conversations going on between the learners. They were like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since we had this class together. What are you up to? They, uh, there's a couple of them that are very, very social. They were exchanging their phone numbers through the text chat and they're like, we should text. We should hang out on zoom and video chat and so forth. And I was really, really touched and really, really moved by that because We had a hand in forging those friendships and those relationships. And it was nice to see that different level of happiness sort of come out of of this because it's um, an unexpected thing because it's something that's secondary to our main goal. But I think it's going to be a consistent, if I can say add, um, you know, the power of lifelong
2: learning is a bit addictive. <laughs> so I think it's going to continue. Um, you know, even, even though we'll be back in the classrooms, I can honestly say that, um, you know, just that the blended learning is, is going, never going to be going away. Um, so I, I think that, uh, yeah, it's that added touch. It's that added, um, you know, um, uh, hey, maybe I'll, I'll meet somebody new, you know, within those classrooms and those sharing circles. I know that my students per se, I was, oh, I hope so-and-so's in there, you know, like, I'm wondering if they're going to be on there. So they, they, they too have, you know, forged some really interesting connections. And, uh, uh, and, and I just call them partnerships, because I do see those, uh, I see all of those learners as, as peers, um, you know, helping each other out. Because uh, they, uh, you know, they generally tend to say things um, and and chit chat amongst themselves in a different way when the teacher's not in the room, right? Sure. So I, I've continued to to. Uh, to utilize that method and that strategy, I'll, I'll often put um, the Zoom camera on and, and say, you know, I'll have soft um, classical music and, uh, and I'll say, you know, just have a coffee, pour a coffee, chit chat amongst your, your peers, you know, before I start class uh, in 20 minutes kind of thing. And so they'll do that. And then I'll leave the camera on even at, during lunch um, and they'll have lunch together they'll say oh give me five minutes I'm going to go and stir up my soup and then come back and then they they have that opportunity so then when I come back at noon or at you know um then then it's all business right okay now it's time because <laughs> they've already had their opportunity to chit chat amongst themselves right and to use the chit chat and the, the like the chat rooms and and uh and often they'll they'll say hey can we just keep the zoom on um you know for another half an hour so we can we can we can talk amongst our, uh, you know, ourselves and, and make some plans for the weekend, that kind of thing, you know. So uh, to me, it's important stuff uh, to be able to, to give them opportunities, uh, just again, to, to learn differently, to learn from each other, to learn from different partners, um, you know, just expose them really to a different way of thinking and a different way of learning.
0: So I kind of think I already know where you're going to go with this one, but I've got to ask what your favorite part of working in literacy and basic skills is.
2: My favorite part. Oh, my. They're all favorite parts. They really are. I I, I can't tell you how much I, I love my job and my students know that and they're respectful and they... They know that I will go to great lengths um, to to be there for them, and not only online. I actually deliver packages once a month of hand, you know, photocopied stuff and um, little trinkets and little um you know, uh, books and all kinds of um, extra paper and pencils and, you know, just like kind of like little cheer packages. However, they're all meaning and pertaining to the next lessons, you know, within that, that month. Uh, so it, it it allows them to sort of feel very very much included and and not forgotten um, you know and uh and they're they're just absolute beautiful people that i would you know i would go to great lengths to to do anything uh for um and just help them out in in the day-to-day you know um challenges that they have you know, within, within and, and that's, it's an important line not to cross kind of thing, but it's still all about learning, right? It's still, um, it's still, I think it's just a little, that extra humanistic touch, and I would do that anyway, even if we were in a classroom, but because we cannot be together, I just feel um, that it's important to, to keep them in the loop, to keep them engaged in,
0: in, in different ways. That's awesome. Um, so what advice do you have for literacy and basic skills organizations looking to form those fruitful partnerships like you have?
2: Well, sky's the limit, right? I mean, start, uh, start networking, start, start, uh, learning yourselves, you know, like often, um, <sighs> And 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 I think education—it's—it's—it's it's, it's interesting. Like I'm—I'm I'm in it because I am passionate about learning. I'm passionate about lifelong learning. Um, my students know that I would never ask them uh, to take a course unless I was willing to take it as well, or I, you know, I—I I had a passion for it, and I'm—I'm sort of spilling it over to them and saying, hey, why don't you try try this. Uh, um, you know, food literacy is a big, big one for me, and I try and in, implement it uh, in, in many different aspects because there's so many uh, basis of, you know, there's, there's uh, numeracy and literacy within within the food uh, literacy uh, component of, of learning. And um, I don't know, explore different avenues make those community partnerships if if it doesn't work for you it may work for some of your students you know don't forget them they're always in my forefront so i would tell i would tell literacy practitioners to just take a chance take take uh take a few courses yourself before you actually recommend it to your students um you know be in the loop because this is it this this Virtual blended learning is not going away anytime soon. And I, I'm, I'm forever thankful for it. I really am, because as I had mentioned, you know, you're only one person. And so I, you, the, my students are only seeing my perspective. I want them to see others, other perspectives, um, you know, and other ways of learning.
0: Anything to avoid?
2: Anything to avoid? Not really. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're overwhelming them. You know and saying oh well you have to take this it's always an option right for me this like my class if you want to be in my class uh, you need to be there during the hours that i present you need to be engaged which is never an issue i don't have to have that conversation however um i think things to avoid would be saying that it's it's mandatory hey monday afternoon mandatory you got to take this class no nothing's mandatory they're adults Mm-hmm. they can do what they you know what they what they want to do on their day off as as per eye um, however you know overwhelming them with too much um, well they're, they're going to tell you so you know it's it's better to just present and say this is an option okay. um, but you know what what happens is that if other students take it take the courses that are presented as options. And they chit chatted about it the next day, they kind of, darn, I wish I would have taken that class. <laughs> you know, so they, yeah, they tend to, uh, so I, I guess just not overwhelm them too too much, but, uh, but keep it, keep it simple, keep it real, keep it uh, engaging. Um, you know, we're doing a novel study right now, which is so much fun. Mm. And the novel's going to take us at least a month to read however Every chapter has such beautiful gems and, you know, you could just take it t- to the next level. So it's which, uh, which book are you guys reading? We're reading Charlotte's Web ah, and I got perfect. them each each a beautiful hardcovered copy because I love hardcover copy books. And I delivered the package and I have a journal. They have journal writing to do every single chapter. And we just learned all about the anatomy of a spider because everybody hates spiders, which I (laughs) love spiders. I actually I'm that person that takes a spider and puts it outside, you know, (laughs) because I think they they just you want to talk a nice community partnership (laughs) spiders. (laughs) You know how many bugs they eat. Anyhow, so just giving them the lesson of like you know the anatomy of a spider and the importance of spiders in the world it's just like wow they're like I didn't know that (laughs) I didn't know that so yeah just taking a novel and just just having some fun with it and and it's it is a classic and and to be quite honest not one person has read that book so I'm you know again a little disheartened however you got to start somewhere right Mm -hmm. so it's like oh they're never gonna say that again yeah, I've read that book. I read, you know, so now they, I always say that to them. I said, you can never erase what you've learned. You know, that's the beauty of learning you can never erase that because now, you know, you know, cause if I had even a penny for every single time I've heard, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it would be tremendous amounts of, of, um, you know, money. However, money doesn't do anything. It, 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 in turn, you know, it just allows them to know, they need to know. So once they do know, I say, you know, you can never erase that, never take it back. Now that you know, you have to move forward. And so I think they're forever grateful with that.
0: Yeah, I would be too. So that's all the questions that we have for you. And I was just wondering if either of you have any final thoughts.
1: Well, I think Evelyn's going to have a long lineup at Cambrian <laughs> once people listen to uh, listen to this episode, but that, that was awesome, Evelyn. Like, I, it, I find it interesting that, you know, as you're talking in the back of my mind, I'm thinking of, you know, similar pillars. I don't know if that's the right word, but I think a lot of our programs have very similar values and very um there's a lot of similarities even though we're, we're different you know you're an in-person program we're an online program but i think at the end of the day a lot of the adult learning principles and the values of our programs are all very consistent um and and to your original points about you know building partnerships and Um, you know, establishing trust early in the process. Those are all important pieces that everyone can do. Um, All the other programs that are out there, you know, listening and trying to trying to learn for themselves. Um, We have so much to learn from each other, but um, we're a lot more similar, I think, than what people might think. So it was awesome. I really appreciate your time. It was, uh, yeah, it's just motivating. It's inspiring. We're we're doing a lot of great things and we certainly appreciate you uh coming to join us today
2: thank you well i feel the very same way gla um as you had mentioned yeah they have uh, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of value and um they're a big big part of uh, my teaching so i i i appreciate all of the efforts and the, uh, the wonderful revamps of courses and, uh, (laughs) variety of courses. I just filled out your survey. So I just gave you you a few more, I gave you a few more ideas. However, you know, the partnership could, uh, could intensely, uh, open to a different way as well. Right. I mean, um, we could, uh, perhaps, uh, be testers of another course or, you know, if, uh, if you need any um, any sort of uh, background information with respect to, to you know creating a course, I, I know that uh, with and I just had a beautiful opportunity to to create an eCampus Ontario course um, that is a uh, for low tech, uh, no tech uh, instructors of adult education. And uh, it it was fantastic. I was the uh, subject matter expert on it. It took almost a year. But I had a fantastic team. And we just were going to launch it uh, within a couple of weeks. So um, it is a really, really great uh, course uh, that's offered free of charge, of course, with eCampus Ontario. And uh, there's a plethora of uh, resources in order to just access because often we don't have the opportunity to have technology, or we have students that have low technology skills. And so we have to start from the start. If we're going to hook them, you have to start from the start. However, the teacher needs to be aware of that, right? So when you have all of this information and all of these different ways of, of teaching uh, strategies in order to get them to that blended learning you know, state, because it, it, it is it is a process. It's yeah. not an easy process, but once they're there, they'll be there for life. So I appreciate our partnership. I, I can't tell you enough. I, I would, uh, yeah,
0: we, we are all in it
2: together. That's for sure. Yeah, so absolutely. I thank
0: you. Well, thank you very much for being here and uh, for sharing all of this with us. We appreciate your insight and we very, very much appreciate your partnership. And we look forward To seeing more of you and to seeing more of your learners um, come through good learning anywhere and uh, very, very grateful for the offer of uh, having you test some of our new developments because we are heading into a new term and once that term wraps up we're probably going to be running headlong into some new developments and. That is probably one of the most exciting times uh, for me. Development is like hands down my favorite part of Mm. this job, you know, well, maybe next to teaching, Uh, but, uh, (laughs) but I absolutely love exploring the new topics. It's um, always an opportunity for developers to, uh, you know, flex those learning muscles of their own, do a little bit of learning, do some, you know good research and to create courses that allow them to share what they have learned as well. So we uh, are always grateful to hearing other opinions and helping us fill in our gaps, let us know what we might have missed and so forth and give us a new perspective on even presenting it. It's like, you know, I kind of see what you were saying, but um, it was a little bit finicky sort of arriving there and everything. So that feedback is incredibly valuable to us. So we're looking forward to continuing our work with you. So that about wraps things up for us. We have a lot of exciting things to come with Good Learning Anywhere in the next few months. Uh, June is going to be our next sharing circle with special guest Classic Roots. He's an indigenous techno artist that has a really, really interesting um, story to tell and is a very, very inspirational figure. So we look forward to having him on, sharing a little bit of his art and inspiration and music with us Uh, We also have uh, a new term about to start with a few live courses coming up. In light of it being International Women's Day, when we are recording this, I do actually want to put out a plug for our Introduction to Gender Issues class. Uh, Unfortunately, I do not have a time that we are running it, but it is definitely going to be running in the spring summer semester. So I encourage everybody to get onto Facebook to follow us to keep up on news and release dates, look for our new schedule. Or go to goodlearninganywhere.com to keep up to date on that information as well. Warren, do you have a date on when our uh, next course catalog is going to drop?
1: Uh, March 22nd, which I think is a Tuesday. Yeah. So that's uh, it'll, have, it'll include all the classes that we're offering from April 1st through June. Uh, so all of our independent classes, our live classes, short courses, Uh, will all be announced on the 22nd and, uh, and that'll bring us right through June. And then as you kind of alluded to, um, the end of June, July, and August is really where we put our focus on development, coming up with new courses, tweaking things and get ready for the fall term, which is typically a, a very busy time of year for us. So that's the plan.
0: All right, everybody, thank you very much for plugging in with us and listening. And uh, we will be back again next month with our next exciting podcast guest. Thank you. Thank you all.